0: Come to da death kick let go. Hey, yo.
1: Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Here he comes. You all ready? I don't think you are ready.
0: Huh? Uh, uh. Jeff Key coming at you, the over circumcise you. Travel the world tell the jokes, eating eggs with no fucking yolks.
1: Low cow slow cow, he pulls out the knife and he strips your gal. This is his podcast. Maybe this one will last. Probably not the one that he's got. He's only had minor success. That's why he brought ND to the M to the X. He's finally about to blow. Welcome to the Jeff Key Show. Yeah. Doing a doing a late night pod by myself. Um it is my birthday in 38 minutes. Wife's asleep, kids are asleep, my dog doesn't even want to kick it with me. What is going on? Got some things here I wanted to talk about. Gonna then release this pod, middle of the night, for you guys. Am I supposed to keep my voice down? It's my house! It's my house! Why do I have to keep my voice down? Because it's my house, but it's not my house. Here's something I thought of, just so you guys realize how ridiculously stupid I am. This is right before I started recording, or before I pressed record, I thought of this. Two, this is my impression of two totally different types of Italian guys bumping into each other, okay? I don't know where they are. They're on the street, whatever, mall, crowded place. Maybe they're at a bar. Okay, let's say they're at a bar, right? (laughs) Two totally different types of Italian guys bumping into each other at a bar. I'm so dumb. Hey, what the fuck? Why don't you fucking watch where you're fucking going, you fucking piece of shit? Hey, I'm sorry about that. I don't mean to uh, bump into (laughs) you. And that's it. That's the whole impression. Listen, to what I did? I was putting my son to sleep tonight. This dude, my son is so cute. This guy does not like going to bed though. My daughter, sometimes she could be a pain in the ass, but sometimes she just goes right to sleep. My son, I don't, this, I don't know if he has FOMO, a fear of missing out, or something, but this dude does not want to go to sleep. But he acts like he doesn't want to be held. My wife got this. Uh, this rocker chair it's not a rocking chair it's like a glider or something i don't know she's like i need this to help put levi to sleep well guess what it doesn't fucking work at all <laughs> i always just grab him going there it's the darkest room in the house and he just uh he just like contorts he just doesn't want to be held he does whatever he actually doesn't want to be held he wants to be on me though he just wants to my son likes to do is jam his little hard foot right into my dick and balls as hard as he can while grabbing my chest hair with his unbelievably strong hands and uh, then with the other hand he smacks me in the face while saying dada which is you know it's nice that he says dada so listen listen what I did I'm bored he's not going to sleep so sometimes I'm like you know what dude whatever dude you want you don't want me to hold you so I put him on the floor let him walk around right so he's Um, He crawls, he can't walk, but he crawls uh, over to the door, which is closed, and starts like kind of banging on it, so I took a picture, room's totally dark, okay, I took a picture with the flash, um, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend there's a ghost, you know, so I know there's these ghost apps where you could put ghosts in pictures, right, so I get the ghost app, I download a ghost app, this is how bored I am putting him to sleep, download this ghost app, put a picture of like, you know, like a ghost face type of thing, like a scary guy Let's faint, you know, I don't know, look up these ghost apps, they're pretty fun, because some people believe them, like my mom, who I kind of had going with this <laughs> a little bit, but not really, sort of though, and a sort of is enough for me, so I do this, I put it, this face kind of like coming out of the closet a little bit, you know, but a little off-centered, and, uh, I send this to I send this picture to my parents. I sent it to my wife too, but I didn't realize she was sleeping already in the other room with my daughter. So my wife didn't even respond. <laughs> my wife knows I'm full of shit all the time, so I kinda never get her. But I sent it to my parents and I was just like, What the fuck is that? Like I'm I go, I'm uh, trying to put Levi to sleep. He's in the room. The room's totally dark. I take a picture of the flash. I go, what is that? And my mom, of course, I knew this was gonna happen. Doesn't even see the ghost initially. He texts me back, like, what is that? Like the back of his head? Yeah, it, <laughs> the back of his head. I'm sending a picture of the back of his head. And I go, look at the I go, look at the closet. And then she calls me and she's like, What is that, Jeff? What is that? She's like, Did you do that? Did you do that? And I go, she goes, Is that a reflection off something? I go, reflection off what? Some scary ghost guy in my in my uh, son's closet, like, what are you talking about, she's like, that's gotta be a reflection off something, I'm like, off oh, reflection off what, and my dad's in the background going, don't listen to him, he's an idiot, <laughs> it's Jeff, my dad knows 100%, my mom is, I don't know, I probably had her 60% fooled on this one, and she's, and then she goes, you did, you did something, you did something, I go, I don't know what you guys are talking about, I don't know what I could do, and my dad just going, yeah, he's, yeah, no, it's Jeff, he's an idiot, it's Jeff. He wasn't saying he's an idiot. He was saying something, though. So here's my point. Even though I made the picture, I was still sitting in the room, and I started to get scared. I was looking at that closet like there was a real ghost in there. I felt very uncomfortable. My son, when he would like, look around, he'd look back at that closet every now and then. And I'm like, why is he looking at the closet? Is there a real ghost in there? Like, Wouldn't that be such a shitty way for it to end for me. I'm joking around, I get a ghost app, I put fake ghost picture, and then there's a real ghost in my house who's like, I'm not fucking around, dude. Like, you wanna, you think this is a game? (laughs) Taking you out, Jeff Keith, this is the end of your life. So, and then I don't make it to my birthday. It would just suck. All right, so that's pretty funny that I got scared of what I created uh, the situation I created, I thought it would, might be real, which is maybe... I might be the dumbest person ever for that. Uh, i got to talk about this. I've mentioned it a little bit on my other podcast, the ENG podcast. ENG podcast, I do with my buddy. Um, I have this guilty pleasure of watching this show, Caribbean Life, on HGTV. If you guys haven't seen it, it is people... I'm breathing hard, guys. I don't know what's going on. I think it's because I'm older, about to be older. So people, um, they're buying a house in the Caribbean, right? So they go to Honduras, they go to Virgin Islands, they go to the Bahamas, they go to Puerto Rico, they go all over the place, right? I think Belize is Belize, and I don't know. I think it's yeah, it's Caribbean. Um, they go to Curacao. Saw one in Curacao. Uh, what's it? What's what's the one? Aruba. They go to Aruba. Okay, so. They're not getting. At least I haven't seen one yet, but they're getting like a place to live. They're not getting. Ooh, we want to. We're rich and we want to have a resort home type of thing, like a second or third home. We the one, people on the show, and I watched a lot of episodes. The reason I watch it is because when I am watching the kids, you just want some brainless shit on, right? Like if you know you don't have time to get into a real show, so you watch some HGTV shit. So I started watching it. I don't know when, but just so funny because. Some of the people go there and they're like, "Hey, we have you know an online business, or we have a uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a lawyer and I got my law degree, so I could practice here." And they, they want to continue; they just want to live in paradise, basically, right? That's cool. Oh, Dominican Republic—that's another one they do a lot. So, a lot of them, though, like I'd say half are just people who are like, "We worked 35 years, and now we want to live in paradise. We want to have the sun." We're from uh, Alaska, and it snows 410 days a year, even though there's only 365 days in a year. So we just want to drink frozen blended margaritas and die. We'd like to die happy here. It's just like the weirdest. I mean, that sounds fun for a week, I'd say a, like I love a nice Caribbean vacation. I love it. I, I love a you know you go to you go to a beach vacation type of thing. It's fun. light like the, that's what you want to do every day for like day eight, you wake up and you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? What am I just gonna get drunk again on the beach during the day and uh, do nothing? And they all the, the thing funny thing is they go around when they're looking at the properties, um they all go almost everybody goes oh and we need like an extra couple rooms for our guests our guests that are showing up oh this will be nice to entertain who the fuck are you entertaining who are your guests like these people really think like all their friends back in north dakota are coming to visit them in utila or utila however you say it honduras Hey, yeah, we're from Fargo. I just saw it's called from Fargo. Hey, we're from Fargo. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of visitors, probably. No, you won't. You don't. You won't have any visitors. Oh yeah, everybody back in Fargo's fucking definitely gonna come to Utila, Honduras, to check you out. They're gonna be like, hey, remember fucking Pam and John? I think they're in. uh I think they're in the Bahamas or something. And then someone else will go, no, no, I think it's the Dominican Republic. And someone else will go, no, it's Honduras. And then everyone will tell the person who's right, no, you're wrong. It's not Honduras. It's definitely not Honduras. Because no one fucking cares. That's why you're leaving. I, I, t- I said to uh, my wife, I go, man, look at what we could buy down here. We could sell our house. And I try and tell her all the time. She's like, we're not doing it. And the funny thing is, is, of course we're not doing it. <laughs> she has that in her head right away. But I just like to fantasize about. It. But even the fantasy of it's like, don't you have family? Don't you have friends? I we worked thirty seven years in the office. We met at the office on uh, actually it was the first week. It was both of our first week, and then we worked thirty seven years and we saved up and now we'd like to live <laughs> in fucking Aruba, and we're probably gonna make a lot of friends. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we got a lot of friends no one's hanging out right you need a fucking studio on the beach so anyways i'm sorry i'm coming off like a dick i love the show though these people are all super nice i don't mean to come off like an a-hole but i watched the show at the beginning and you know all i want to see is what is their budget because everybody's a different budget you know people come in they're like oh we're moving here blah blah and then they're like and they meet the realtor, and the realtor goes, "So, what do you got? What are you guys thinking? What do you want? Oh, we want at least uh, three bedrooms. We want two baths at least, and we want to have this and we want to have that. Blah blah blah. We want to be on the ocean. Some people, something. Oh, we want to at least be near the ocean. We want to be near the town. Whatever, right? And I'm just like, just fucking get to the budget. What's the budget? That's all I care about. I don't like people with a small budget on the show. This one lady, she her budget was like, was it 150 grand? Which I'm not saying that's like no money. Of course, it's a lot of money. But it's like, why are you on TV? This lady was looking at fucking ugly shacks and shit. And um, and then her she brought her friend. And her friend's like, oh, this is perfect for you. I like watching the different types of people too. Because some people have... Everybody Everybody has different taste, right? Like my taste is different than if you're listening to this, your taste, right? Everybody has different taste, But there's some things that most people agree on. This lady with this shit budget, which I don't know how she got on TV with this budget but uh, she's looking at this place, and it was in like the jungle or something. It was in the middle of nowhere. She walks into a room with just these, the room was painted, I want to say like orange, and then the closets didn't even have real, uh, they didn't have sliding doors or anything. They just had these ugly, like puke green curtains that weren't even curtains. They looked like Somebody just took cloth and just cut it in the shape of a curtain. It didn't fully cover the closet. It was ugly. Okay. This was like a I feel like objectively ugly. Like anybody listening to this is gonna be like, yeah, it sounds gross. And her and her friend were like, ooh, I like those curtains. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? Those curtains suck. So it's fun to see the taste. Another person I saw on a show, a show, uh, one of the showers had like those um those like glass blocks. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an older look. And I remember this, this uh, the first show I saw that on somebody goes, oh yeah, that shower needs to be updated. Like, what is this? The 1980s? And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I mean, I wasn't really for against it too much, but whatever. And then I just saw an episode today and the same type shower situation. And the lady was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm liking this shower. I like those glass box. I wanted her to meet the lady from the other episode, even though they were on different islands, and just fucking argue about that. You know what I mean? That could be a good spinoff show on HGTV. Your style fucking sucks. No, your style fucking sucks. I don't know. I think it'd be an interesting show, but I want those ladies to meet... So some people have a big ass budget too. A lot of people I'd say their budget is mostly around 400, 500 sometimes, but sometimes people get up, you know, 700 depends what you are too. When you're in like St. John or St. Croix or St. Thomas, all that, you know, those, those places or Nassau or whatever, like the Bahamas. Those are more expensive, right? I like it when people are in Dominican Republic, which is super pretty and things are just cheaper there. Honduras, things are cheaper. Uh, What's that place in Honduras? Bocas del Toro. Another thing that's funny is a lot of these people are like, when we first came here on a cruise six years ago, oh, we fell in love. We knew right away that this was better than our town that's 150 miles outside of Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. So a lot of them, a lot of these are cruise destinations, which is kind of cool because uh, I perform on cruises now, it looks like, so... I get to go to these place, like Roatan. Roatan is in Honduras, and that's on a lot of episodes. And I'm going to Roatan, I believe, early next year. So, yeah, in like a month, about a month and a half. I'll be in Roatan. I'll be checking out some properties, seeing what's up, right? Um. Here's another thing about this show needs to go okay i like looking at the property. what's the show you guys if, if you've never seen it you know what i'm talking about what's the show you you want to see the properties what's your budget what are the properties you're going to see oh that's cool that's really nice Oh, it's really on the beach it's beautiful oh look at that view oh that's great you can get that for that amount of money amazing right that's the show for some reason they feel the need to fill it in with the couple or whatever it is sometimes like a mother and a son whatever doing some water activity i don't give a fuck okay out of nowhere you just saw like two properties or a property or in between each property you just show three properties on the whole show maybe four um i love it too when they're just like these people are picky as shit and they go all right we're just going to show you a plot of land and then they're like "Oh, we could really do a lot with this i could build my dream house here <laughs> so they'd show them doing like it's like okay i want to see the properties right and then they're like okay let's do They don't even do like a full minute. I feel like it's like 40 seconds of them snorkeling or some shit or diving from a boat. And then it's literally like 15 seconds of them, you know, getting ready to do it. Then you see 10 seconds of them jumping in. And then there's like 15, 20 seconds of them going, this is what Caribbean life's all about. I'm telling you, like... Just snorkeling every day and drinking frozen alcoholic drinks. (laughs) So I don't know why we need to see that. Like the show, the interesting thing about the show, I know I get that they're just killing time, but just show, film them at one other property. Fill the time with another property. You know, you could see the, the price of the property and all that stuff. Oh, I love the negotiating on this show too. I told my dad, my dad's in real estate. These people are like, oh, the property's listed at $595,000, so we put an offer in at four hundred and fifty, dollars and we got it for four eighty-five. dollars What? What the F, man? That is great. These people routinely get, I saw one that was like, oh, the property's listed at three ninety-six, dollars so we put an offer at whatever, we got it for $312,000. dollars It's like $74,000 off of a, that's, that's a huge uh, chunk. So my point is, I still kind of want to go, guys. I still kind of want to move there. But too much family here all over the place, both sides. They do the update at the end of the show. like Caribbean Life update. And it's always the same. They never really show, like even when people buy a plot of land, I want to see that update, you know? Let's see what's going on, you know? Let's see what you build. No, it's just, oh, we're here. We're going to start building soon. We're right now, we're staying at the hotel. And it's just like, fucking, what was that? I watched a whole episode for that. I want to see the whole thing. You know what I mean? I want to see them going like, "Yeah, no one told us nobody on this island fucking works fast. Nobody told us that we'd have to wait a year and a half to get people to like, you know, move a leg. <laughs> what shake a leg? but well, I don't know, whatever. Cuz I heard that's how it is on some of those islands. People are uh it's hard to get, you know, a lot of workers or something to to do things cuz it's just the island life. Everybody everything's a slower pace. So, they're not really in some rush to build your house. Um I want to see the real update. That's my point. You know what I mean? People in like Puerto Rico and stuff. I want to see the real update. Just this, uh, you know, schlubby dude and his wife. They moved down to Puerto Rico. Think it's going to be paradise. Real update. The, the husband's not even at the update. The wife's like, yeah. So about two weeks after we got here, he met a twenty-year-old Puerto Rican girl, and uh, he's now living with her. And I'm here all by myself. And I. I kind of wish I didn't leave. <laughs> I just think that'd be more fun for everybody. They do this stilted uh, talking about drinks. Uh, they talk. They talk over drinks on this uh, show. They always. They always see the properties, and then they they film this thing that they, where they're trying to act natural. It's kind of interesting because it's. I mean, you know, actors. Our actors because they can act natural. You we watch a, a really good movie. We're like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I believe he's the guy on the screen. Denzel Washington. Oh, he's the guy on the screen. You know, um, you don't sit there and go, oh man, this seems weird. They're just saying you know stilted lines. They sit there. They frame them up where they're both you know sitting at a bar or sitting at a restaurant having a drink. Like, and they always say it too. Like they narrate what they're gonna do. Hey, do you want to go have a drink and talk about the properties we saw? Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Thanks for bringing that idea up. So they get, they sit down, and they're like, "So, what do you think of Lizard Pussy Manor?" Well, you know, I don't know. The views were good, but we'd have to put some uh, work into those countertops, and it's at the top of our budget. <laughs> <laughs> then they had this weird conversation, and then at the end, they always go, "No matter what, the couple, right? Everybody talks the same. They could be a white couple in their sixties. They could be a black couple in their, you know." 30s whatever it could be anybody it could be a latino couple whatever they always go well i think we know what we're gonna do yep (laughs) okay it's like on the bachelor when when somebody wants to talk to somebody or talk to the bachelor or the bachelorette they always say hey can i can i steal for a second can i steal him like does everybody talk like that no one says like excuse me can i butt in sorry for intruding like no one everyone ever says sorry for intruding. it's always can i steal it's like they're told it's like somebody on The Bachelor, one of the producers, uh, who's the guy who created it? Mike Fleiss, like he coined the phrase, can I steal him for a second? So every time they say it, he gets paid, I think. All right. So another thing I like about this show is sometimes there's a, a trophy wife, right? It's very obvious where you, right when they come on the screen, you're like, Oh, she's out of his league. You know, she's younger than him. She's better looking than him. Then the guy always, that guy always has a good job. Their budget's always a little bit bigger. Right. And, uh, the trophy wife always makes it a point. They're walking through the properties, and she's and they're like, oh, I really like this kitchen, and then the wife makes a point to go, I'm not cooking anything once we get down here. And then you can just see the husband die a little bit inside. Like, yeah, you don't have to. It's all right. Can't cook anything? Buying us a house in the fucking Bahamas. So enjoy that. Or when the husband's like, oh, I like that fan. The wife's like, no, nah, that fan's got to go. It's like, okay moving us to st john can i keep the fan nope i'm a husband this is what it feels like uh people uh I watching an episode people had adult kids they're like we got two kids one's 21 one's 20 and then when they're talking to the realtor they go yeah we have uh, some kids who are almost grown so they'll be with us too they need a, they need their own rooms almost grown 21 20 one's grown What age has grown? (laughs) Isn't that fucking grown? All right. Uh, Let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I think I talked enough about Caribbean life, but it is a fun guilty pleasure show. I think I burnt myself out on it. I really grinded through. I got a buddy, Brian, who says he watches it as well, and then now he's texting me going like, you got to watch Island Life on HGTV, and they got Hawaii Life, and they got uh, My Lottery Dream Home. My Lottery Dream Home looked sad. I watched one episode of that. It's just people who clearly don't know how to, like, handle their finances. So this couple, was the guy was just like, yeah, let's spend it. And then the host of the show is this really funny, flamboyant guy who is just like, I like you. You're a millionaire and you act like it. <laughs> it's just like, dude, this guy's going to be poor in fucking two years. Tops. <laughs> He's done. And the, but the host of the show's like, I like him. He goes for it. <laughs> yeah, he goes for it. And then the guy, the guy literally said, "Is that dumb?" This guy, as he goes, "Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna win again. I'm gonna win again." Can you imagine winning the lottery and being so ungrateful that your mindset was, "I'll probably just win another one"? <laughs> what a dumb sack of shit. All right, so. Last weekend, I was at Pachanga, Pachanga Resort and Casino, performed my first time there, beautiful room, nice staff, good comedy club, uh, I had a great time, I had uh, there were six shows all weekend, and most of them were great, uh, a few, the, the crowd could be kind of chatty, there's one thing I don't think a lot of people understand about stand-up shows, people always wonder oh do you not like hecklers do hecklers ruin it do they ruin the whole show hecklers don't i mean i guess some comics don't like hecklers because they don't really want to engage and they can't uh, be honest some of them can't like kind of handle a heckler away i've seen comics who just get angry at hecklers they're like oh yeah you're gonna say something to me fuck you man it's like whoa like keep it funny if you can (laughs) you know what i mean at least attempt to keep it funny so I always keep it, you know, lighthearted. Hecklers usually 99% of the time are just drunk. They think they're adding to the show. They're not trying to ruin the show. So that's why I never usually get angry, like almost never, almost never. Maybe like a couple times in my life I've actually gotten annoyed, but it was to the point where the audience didn't even know I was annoyed, I don't think, because I just keep it, I try and keep it fun I don't want to ruin the show, I don't want to ruin the vibe, right? So every now and then, though, there are people who are hecklers, who are clearly, and it's very obvious, they're trying to ruin the show. They're not drunk, thinking they're having fun. They're not thinking, oh, this is part of comedy. You yell out. They are trying to ruin the show, and those people are dicks. They're just assholes, because and it's not even about my show. It's not about my set. There's like a few hundred people there, man. But why are you trying to ruin it for everybody? Like, Can you imagine... The audacity you must have to, I would never walk into a room, like here's a good example, just because I'm staring at uh, my wife's Christmas tree, she's got up, my wife loves going to the Nutcracker, right, and uh, I went with her uh, last year, the year before, I do know, we went to the Nutcracker, so everybody there paid, okay, it's not cheap for a night out, families are working, right, people are working, if you're not a family, even if you just don't have kids, you're working, you're you're spending your money, and you chose to come to a comedy show, right? Like, I, like we chose to go to the Nutcracker. I would never walk into the Nutcracker and be like, I'm going to fucking ruin this for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, even if I got super drunk, it's one thing when you get super drunk. If I got super drunk, I'm not the type of person who would still ruin anything, but whatever. Everyone's different when they're super drunk. So if you got super drunk at the Nutcracker and you kind of accidentally flew off the handle and ruined it, you're still an idiot, but like, you're not an asshole necessarily i don't think but these people how do you go into a comedy show there's like 150 200 people i'm just thinking about this room because this is the story about to tell 200 people in a room they paid money they're paying for drinks they're paying for food they're trying to enjoy the show hopefully it's good that's what they're thinking it's comedy so they're probably like oh i hope this is good or they've been there before and like we had a good time that's why we're back you're gonna be a fucking dick and try and ruin their time? Like, that's what bothers me. Is like, they're trying to ruin everybody else's time. Like, I'm a comic, whatever, I have to deal with shit, fine. But like, you're ruining everybody's time. What a piece of shit, right? So these two guys, I think they were brothers. People told me after the show they were brothers. They found out. Which, does, it does make sense because they had the same dumb face. And it, their face was dumb, yes, because they were dicks. If they were nice guys, I probably would not have that opinion of their faces. But they had dumb faces, right? Sitting front row which clearly they did on purpose, and one guy was like, when I first got on stage, it was just one guy, so he was by himself, just being a douche, and the crowd was good, okay, I'm always honest, you know, if anyone listening personally knows me, I'll tell you like, oh man, I had a really great set, and I'll also tell you like, oh, I fucking, that was was rough, you know, that was not a good set or whatever, right, So I'm not somebody who, I'm not one of those comics who's like, man, I killed, I killed, I killed every time, every show I kill, I kill every show, right? Some shows you do great, but the audience doesn't sound like you're killing, and then after the show everybody tells you like, oh, you were fantastic, like everybody walks by you and tells you how great you were, but it felt like crap, right? This show was good. I got on stage, right away, people were laughing, Uh, you know, they were laughing good, they weren't like the, (coughs) excuse me, they weren't the hottest crowd I've ever been in front of, but they were everybody was laughing. Pretty much, pretty much everybody was laughing, right? And they're laughing loud and they're having a good time and all the jokes were working for, you know? So this one guy in the front was just staring at me and uh, I could tell he, and I was right with my assumption. So I'm not just assuming this and I might be wrong. I could tell he like wanted me to be upset that he wasn't laughing. Like he thought, his laugh was the most important laugh it didn't matter that the other 100 and probably 30 people in that show were laughing he is the most important person he needs to laugh otherwise it's not funny like this is how this guy's mind thinks and i was proven right with my assumption and i read this all just off his body language and his dumb face so um What happened was i think at one point i said like what's up man you all right or i said like what's you know whatever and then he did like ignored me which is another thing they do because they like they want it to be awkward so i just go okay whatever you know and i move on i said something like got a laugh from the crowd and then i just moved on in my head i'm like that guy just sucks whatever so then his buddy or his brother whatever came back from the bathroom and he sat down and i'd already been on stage for probably like 20 minutes so it was kind of weird that guy wasn't there at all right and I mean, maybe he's taking a huge shit or something, or I don't. maybe he's outside making a phone call. I don't know. So this guy sits down, and I go, oh. So I look at the guy I was talking to originally. And I go, oh, you got a buddy? I didn't see that coming. Everybody laughs, right? Like I'm just joking around. And his buddy, or his, his brother, whatever, he's mean-mugging me, like angry. And I'm very, like, if you guys have ever seen my stand-up? I'm just, like, very, like, hey, I'm, we're all in a good time. Like, I don't have a, you know, like a confrontational style with the audience where I'm like oh look at this fucking guy nice nice shirt man who shot the couch like I don't come out like ripping on people um it's all like lighthearted and fun so this guy's me among me and they're sitting weird they're sitting like shoulder to shoulder literally their shoulders are touching leaning forward giving me a shitty look like the same shitty look and I have no clue what's going on except that these guys are dicks so I move on or whatever. Uh, then, I came, then I came back to something. And I go, dude, I was like, what is with? And I kind of, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of mad at myself because I did engage them. Like they were not yelling out. And the, other, the rest of the crowd was couldn't really see them. The people around them could see them. But the rest of the crowd, because they were in the very front, couldn't see them. So that, this was kind of my fault. Um, I engaged them, right? And I was like, guys, I go, what's going on? I go, you guys look so pissed. Like you look angry with me. They looked like they were about to charge the stage kind of the way they were sitting. And then the guy, the original guy, leans back all douchey, cocky, and goes, puts his finger, like one finger up, he goes, I just want to hear one good joke, (laughs) right? It's like, this is the thing, if I'm bombing, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, you got me, dude, boom, you hit me right in the ribs, that hurt. But it's like, dude, the show's going well, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Everyone's laughing. Everyone's laughing, clapping, having a good time. They like my jokes, so I was just like, "Oh, I go. You don't like you don't like my jokes." I go, "Okay, that's fine." And and I said this to him. I'm I meant it too. I'm just like, "Hey, man." I go, "I get it. Comedy's subjective, you know. Not everybody's gonna like every comedian." And I hear people as I'm saying this, being like, "Yeah," because I think a, some a lot of people could see them now that I think about it, because they were a lot of people were like immediately mad at these guys too, so and they saw what they were doing so. I was like, yeah, man. I go comedy subjective. I go, that's cool. I go, I'm not your cup of tea. I go, no worries, you know. And then, uh, and then I go, my only question would be, why are you still here? And then, of course, he has no. An- they both had no answer. And I'm like, no, seriously. I'm not saying like you have to leave. I go, but it's just like, you don't think I'm funny. I've been up here for a while now. That's totally fine. Why are you still here? Like, are you court ordered to be sitting here watching my comedy show? And of course they have nothing to say. And then I said, you know, just trying to keep it lighthearted. I just go, all right. I go, you know what? I'm going to try and make you guys laugh. Cause I, you know, I have a lot of different types of uh, material. So I said, I go, I said, uh, the guys, I go, what do you, uh, what do you want me to try and do a joke about? Let's see if I can make you laugh, you know, just for you. And, uh, the other guy goes, why don't you talk about work? And I said, "You want me to talk about work?" I go, "Dude, I'm doing it." I go, "This is my job." I go, "What do you think I've been doing?" And then everybody like erupts and starts laughing, which just pisses people like this off more. And then uh, I go, "This is all I do, man." I go, "I've been talking about work." And I go, "What do you think I had like a job somewhere else that I do or something?" And then the 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 second guy, so predictably, like guys, I'm not exact. I'm not making this up. I literally could have written his next line word for word. He just goes. Well, you might need one after this. Again, that would be a good line for you being the asshole heckler. If I'm bombing, but I'm not bombing on this show. Like it's going well, so it doesn't make any sense. And he goes, so "You might need one after this." And then uh, I said, "Okay." I go, "Whatever, dude." I go, "I, I go." What are you talking about? I go, "I've bought." Like I go, "I bought a house." Telling, doing comedy. I go, "I bought, I bought multiple properties doing comedy." And then like the audience is like cheering because they're like. I, this audience definitely didn't like these guys because they're like being that wasn't even like funny but it was just like they're supporting me like dude what the fuck is this guy's problem right and then i said to the guy this is where i i a switch turned in my head and i was like fuck this guy i'm just gonna I'm just gonna own these tools right this is what bugs me too Pachanga has um they gave me some rules before i went there that i had to be pg-13 which they said means i can't say the f word which really makes no sense because PG-13 is a Motion Picture Association of America rating system. And you can say the F word in a PG-13 movie. It's like a certain amount of times or something. Anyways, I have a whole thing I could do on the whole comedy venues telling you PG-13 as if that means PG-13 because it doesn't. And then when you ask them, oh, what's your version of PG-13? They go, you know, PG-13. It's like, oh, no, I don't know because that's for fucking movies. What the fuck are you talking about? There's no stand-up comedy rating system and PG-13 is one of them. So anyways... The point is, I was not supposed to really say the F word, so I didn't all weekend. Like, all weekend, I was being pretty clean. I didn't do any sexual jokes, really. Uh, I didn't say the F word. I said shit a few times on stage, maybe ass once or twice. Like, I was being... I was doing a pretty clean show, and it's fun, whatever. And it's good to do that. So, my point is, when I'm about to... What I know is engage in verbal battle with these guys, I don't like having... I don't need to say the F word, but it's like, it's just, it's, I don't want the extra barrier of being like, okay, Jeff, you have to think before you talk. Cause you can't say fuck. So, okay. So I didn't like that. But anyways, this guy needed it. These both, these guys both needed it. So, uh, anyway, so then, um, uh, he's making fun. What is he? he's making fun of whatever he said thing about the job. And then, so I said, Oh, I go, what do you do? And this is how I trick people um, actually, I don't know if I should give away the secret I'm not going to give away my, some of my secrets But I do I do some things that are kind of Verbal tricks That I Anyways, I try and put people at ease Before I strike, you know what I mean? Kind of like a predator in the wild, I'm assuming I don't know much about animals But I'm assuming they like lure you in So I lure people in right, when I know I'm about to fuck them up So uh, So I said, oh, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a annuity broker. And I was like, oh, okay, I go, cool. That's a good job. You know, and then people in the audience didn't like this guy so much, people started heckling him, right? like multiple groups yelled out stuff, and one guy yelled out the loudest. He goes, Pyramid scheme. And I'm like, Pyramid scheme. I go, I, and I go, no. So I start defending the asshole, right? And I go, No, I go, what are you talking about? I go, that's a it's a good job. I go, he like helps people with their money, you know? And and then the guy, the douchey guy goes, the dick. He, he looks kind of like, like half the back of the audience, and, like kind of flutters his hand in a, the douchiest way possible and goes, yeah, some people don't know how to make their money make money. Like he's all proud of himself, right? And I'm like, oh, this guy's about to fucking he doesn't even see it coming. So then I defend him. I'm like, yeah, man, I go, that's a good job. You know, some people need help with their money and everything. I go, that's great. And I go, hey, man, I go, do you own your own business? And he was like, no. And I go, oh, I go, so you like work for like a, like a company or something. I go, you yeah, have like a boss. And I say it like like throwaway lines, right, to get him comfortable. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I have a boss. And now he's comfortable talking to me, right? So he goes, yeah, I have a boss. And I go, oh, cool. I don't fucking pew, 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 pew eruption from the audience, right? These guys feel like idiots now. Like I already got the audience laughing at them earlier, but I can't remember all the lines, but that one I remember. But this is like, you know, the grand slam. You guys are fucking tools. So then they start clapping. Right? Then they start clapping, and then the first douche guy goes, just uh, says something like, Oh, you want me over. You got me. And I go, I got you. Who cares, dude? I go, what you, like, you think you're the only guy that matters? I go, The whole audience is having a good time. So, you guys, you know, we're doing this. So, anyways, dickheads at shows. They eventually left. Um, they eventually just both got up, and I never told them to leave. You know what I mean? They don't have to leave. Uh, so, they eventually got up and started leaving. And then I go, Oh, you guys taking off? You know, I said like, Oh no, please don't go. (laughs) It's like, Oh, you guys taking off? And then the guy said, Yeah, he goes, I've got a baby on the way. And I was like, Oh, congrats, man. Teach it manners. More cheers. So whatever. Maybe those guys fucking passed out in a gutter somewhere. Um, yeah. So just dicks at shows, you know, like even hecklings annoying too. I'm not trying to tell you guys like, Oh, if you go to a stand up show, feel free to heckle. Cause you know, it's fun. It's, you know, it, you shouldn't at all, but I'm just saying there's a difference between a drunk person who thinks, you know, they're adding to the show, which they're not, but like they think they are. And then people like these two idiots. So, all right. Another thing I have to say is that on Thursday at Pachanga, hopefully no one from Pachanga. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, no the staff is listening. Well, the staff didn't. other no, no people there. Whatever. Maybe the bookers. Hopefully, the bookers aren't listening. The, um, well, whatever. If they are, who cares? Am I going to edit this out? Nah, it takes extra time. So, the uh, Thursday night, nobody showed up besides me. I was the only comic to show up. So I had to do an hour and a half. I did. Uh, well, the show started a little late, so I'm going to do 80 minutes, so almost an hour and a half. But I did the whole show myself. Nobody warmed up the crowd. Nobody Nobody MC'd. I just went up cold open, knocked out 80-plus minutes, and then that was it, right? So my point is I had no problem doing that, whatever, but uh, don't you guys think I should get the opener's money, the opener who didn't show up? I don't know why he didn't show up, and maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe the booker sent him the wrong week. Like, I have no idea, but he wasn't there. I did the whole show. I did the entire show myself. Don't you think I should get his money? Well, the bookers apparently don't because they said they're sending me. I had to ask, and I said, Oh, I'm just curious like, what my checks going to look like, blah, blah, blah. An extra $50. I saved a show at a casino. I did the whole thing, and I know this is the thing. A lot of people would have done what I've done. A lot of comics would have done what I've done. I'm not saying I'm like the only guy that would could do it or the only guy that would do it. But there are a lot of comics who would be like, I'm not doing that. And a lot of them would say that because they can't. But like a lot of them would just be like, no, that's not my contract. I'm not supposed to do that. And they would be – and I, again, they're not even really being dicks about it. I want to call them dicks for doing that. But they'd be kind of strict about their contract. And this is the thing this the bookers sent me this, uh, before the thing, they're like, Hey, these are the rules. If you do this, we're docking your pay 20%. If you do this, we're docking your pay 20%. If You do this, we're docking your pay 20%. And look, I'm fine with it. It's totally fine. A lot of people aren't professional, uh, especially comics. There's a lot of comics who, you know, you know, got they need the rules, right? And the rules are fine. I don't mind rules. You're working for somebody else. They give you rules. Uh, you know, so I guess I do have a boss here and there, right? <laughs> no, but my point is. Um, yeah whatever no problem but if you're gonna dock me pay if i you know mess up if you get like one little complaint from one person that said i did something and whatever you're gonna dock my pay 20% shouldn't i at least get paid for saving the whole show well apparently that's worth 50 dollars to them so that's a little shitty that is a little annoying um all right. So I'm not going to dwell on that whatever. Life goes on. But here's something on my last podcast if you listen to that, episode 2. I talked about uh Kevin Hart and the whole Oscars thing and I I think I mentioned I don't think I told the story I wanted to tell about intent being the real what's really important when people say things that some people might not like, the intent is the real point. So I told the story to my when I was talking to uh, Dustin Ibarra, who's a hilarious comedian, Dustin's one of my favorite comics to watch. He's a buddy of mine, super super funny. Dustin Ibarra, if you want to look him up. So um, Dustin's on what's the show? Kevin probably saves the world. I think it's what it's called. I think it's on ABC. Could be wrong about that. So Dustin um, and I were talking about the, the the Kevin Hart thing happened. I was like, dude, I go kind of like put me in a bad mood because like we do comedy and like this whole we're going to search out any tweet or anything you've ever said that like could be taken the wrong way. And he's like, I know, man, he goes to put me in a bad mood too. And then we started talking about it. I'm like, dude, I go, the thing is people don't realize intent is the only thing that matters. I go, or maybe not only thing, like I guess if you're walking around saying the N word uh, and you don't mean any harm by it, you're still an idiot, but it is different than being a racist, right? Like it is different than being a racist person saying the N word or calling an actual black person, the N word. Right. So, but it's still stupid. All right, whatever. So my point is intent means the most, I shouldn't say everything. It means the most. And I think the most by far. Right. So here is the example I forgot to mention on the last podcast. Um, I, one of my best friends, uh, my buddy, Sean, cause I, I can say his name. I don't know how many listeners we even have right now. We who's we, me, I don't know many listeners I have right now. Um, so he's uh, one of my closest friends. Been one of my best friends since I was fourteen, I think. So he is mixed his race. He's he's black. He's Asian. He's Jewish. He's he's got it all, right? So for Christmas, you know, I never did anything on Christmas because I'm Jewish. Now, obviously, I have my Catholic wife and my half Catholic kids and my Catholic big Mexican Catholic family who I love. So um, Christmas is a big deal, but for usually for jews nothing right we just hang out with our families or maybe some other jews and we go to you know get chinese food or something because that's what's open so on christmas after i met sean we became close friends i would go over to his black side like for christmas his mom's sister's family right so one of christmas and they're like the nicest people their seventh day Adventists like super nice like very much like church people the nicest people ever right like they're all great And they all accepted me right away, and they were all awesome, and I love all of them, right? So, one Christmas, um, Sean's uncle, everybody was talking about how Sean's mom and uh, Sean's aunt, her sister, were so good at bargaining, how how they always liked to haggle and they'd bargain and everything. And I don't know if they were talking specifically about, like, when they're in the Philippines, when they, you know, go visit or whatever. It's family over there. But that's what they were talking about, right? And everybody's laughing. Oh, yeah, though, you know, I don't want to say their names or whatever. Oh, you know, they're great. They 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 they, will, they just won't quit, right? So then Sean's uncle did not know this was a, a racial, like, slur, like, a bad thing to say. He just goes, oh, yeah, man. He goes, They're the, they're the worst, man. They'll, they'll Jew them down every time. And it was like record scratch, right? Everyone's like, Oh shit. Cause like everybody knew that's not a good thing to say. Right? Like, and then he didn't know it was a bad thing. That's my point. I didn't think for when I heard him, I I didn't think for one second that he was anti-Jewish or hates Jews or anything. Right. And so he just kept saying, he's like, they just Jew them down and Jew them down. (laughs) It's like, he kept saying, Jew them down. And when I told Dustin this story, um, well, let me finish the story first. So then basically Sean's dad took him aside privately because he didn't want to embarrass him. He was like, hey, and he kind of explained it to him like that's not an okay thing to say. It's like a racial slur. It's like people think Jews are like, you know, out for your money and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. That's where it comes from. It comes from a place of hate. Like that's where it originated and all this stuff. So he explained it to him. But my, my point is I am Jewish. I'm pretty sensitive to like you know, people being anti-Semitic and stuff, I'm very sensitive to it. And especially at that point in my life, I didn't for one second think, and I want to say his name. I don't think he was, for one second I was like, oh, fuck this guy. He's a fucking Jew hater. He hates Jews. He's racist. Like I knew he didn't have any malicious intent. That was my point. I forgot to tell that story on the last pot. So when I told Dustin, this story is pretty funny because he's st- he cracking up. He was like, that is so funny. I'm like, I know it was pretty funny actually. And he goes, my mom, I guess Dustin's mom's white and his dad's Mexican. And he said, and he's from Texas. And he said, his mom, I can't remember the whole story. I don't, I don't want to try and butcher it. But basically she didn't know the term wetback was a negative term for Mexicans. And she just heard her family, her her new family, whatever, husband's family, said, using the term a lot. And somebody asked her, I guess, uh, Dustin told me, somebody asked her, oh, like, so how is it, you know, something, and she's like, oh, it's great, we, you know, we got, got a few wet pack neighbors, she said something like that, and Dustin and I are just laughing about it, because his mom's not racist towards Mexicans, you know what I mean, like, she's married to a Mexican, her son's half Mexican, like, the intent is what really matters the most, Is I think is the best way I could say that, Um. all right, I just wanted to get that out of the way yesterday was a fun day uh my wife is a she has her own cheerleading company cheering with spirit if anybody's listening um and she goes around to preschools elementary schools and uh junior high too now and she coaches cheerleading she teaches cheerleading she has these recitals and they're a big deal for my wife and she gets you know kind of nervous before them and everything and it's pretty cute and it, they're always they always go great in my opinion And she's usually happy with them too. Every now and then, I think she'll be like, oh, the recital wasn't that good. But I think that only happened once. So, anyways, this recital, my daughter is now two and a half. So, my daughter is very active, talkative. She gets very clingy with my wife now. She still loves me and she's, you know, sometimes asked for me, but very much she's becoming my wife's mini me and wants to follow around and she repeats stuff. My wife, I gave my wife some presents uh, tonight because I wanted to give her something on my birthday. but she didn't want to take presents on my birthday. So she opened these presents whatever. And then she goes, thanks babe. And kissed me. And my daughter walks up behind her and goes, thanks babe. And goes to give me a kiss. So that's where my daughter's at in her life. Right? So at this recital, this was a preschool recital. So there's all these little preschoolers and I have both kids leave on my lap and I'm trying to have Leia sit next to me. And Leia is so jealous about these girls that, my wife is, you know, coaching or whatever. And my wife's obviously not giving her attention because she's working. She's so there's like a rehearsal before the recital. And so my daughter wanted to go with my wife and she stood next to my wife and was trying to do, she was watching the girls. So she was kind of copying the girls, but my, you know, my wife is dancing and doing all the moves. So the little girls know what to do. And my daughter's doing it. Anyways, the point is it was like the cutest thing ever. And then during the recital, she actually sat with my wife when there's like a big crowd and everything. She sat with her and she was so happy and proud to be sitting with her mom. I don't know. It was pretty cute. I feel like I'm definitely becoming that guy, by the way, who tells stories about his kids. And I remember when I didn't have kids and people do this and it's kind of like, who cares, man? It's special to you. It's not special to anybody else. But anyways, I won't dwell on that, I guess, because I'm realizing I'm becoming that guy. So I'm sorry. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday and, um, I planned on waking up. I've been dieting, not dieting. I've just been eating correct, been eating correctly. And, uh, I had a goal to get under 170 pounds for my birthday. I was probably six months ago. My buddy Dante came out to Vegas with me uh, and he's a model and he's always in great shape. And we went to this pool party at my friend's house, my friend Gabe's house out in Vegas. I was doing these shows. And then we went to this pool party one day. And Dante, to kind of like fat shame me, I wasn't fat, but I mean, for Dante, I was fat, you know, because he's a model. He like took this video of me at the pool and then just sends it to me. I'm like, thanks, dude. What the fuck are you doing? And then he said to me, he's like, dude, he goes, you put on some weight. And I was like, is it, I go, it's noticeable, huh? And he's like, yeah. He's like he used to be in like really good shape, so I appreciate that Dante, who's one of my buddies, um, because nobody else is honest. You know what I mean? Everyone's telling me like what I want to hear and what I want to hear. I'm not asking about my weight, but my wife would never be like, "Hey, you've kind of like let yourself go a little." She wouldn't say that, but I had, I had, I gained weight when my first of all, I have a bad back, and when I uh, when my kids were born after you know Leia and Levi, you get less sleep, which is not good. That makes you gain weight sometimes because uh, I think there's some reason for it, but your body doesn't, whatever, and then, I don't even know, why am I trying to explain some shit, I don't even know what I'm talking about, so, and then you're eating like crap, I'm not getting to the gym, when I do go to the gym, I can't work out the way I used to, because my back's messed up, so, anyway, long story short, I was probably up to like 187, 188, no joke, and then, so, Dante, I I know how to get into shape, but the way I used to do it was uh, another friend I had, who's no longer my friend, who used to model, but not, he wasn't modeling all the time, so he would do like these kind of crash diets. So I know how to I know how to do it. I would eat like chicken breast or fish, you know, like salmon or something and then just vegetables and that's it. Like maybe have fruit in the morning. Maybe if I need a snack, like a couple of like unsalted peanuts or something like that or walnuts, whatever, and that's it. So I, I know how to trim up. I know how to make my body burn fat, but that way you're hungry a lot right so Dante is like knows all about nutrition and stuff and he's always in good shape so he lives that lifestyle and he was like no man he's like you should eat when you're hungry so he told me like basically I don't know I'll do it on another podcast if everyone's really I'm gonna have Dante on the podcast so he'll you know maybe explain it if he wants to he wrote a book on uh nutrition so everyone should pick that up Dante Spencer let me look up the name I'll look up the name of the book at some point and put it in um, they'll put in the show notes, check out the show notes guys. You can always email me in the show notes and all that stuff. If you see that stuff. So anyways, so, uh, I trimmed up pretty quick. A lot of it was water weight, And then obviously there was like real fat that I lost and, but I was fluctuating probably around like 175, 174, 172, you know. Depends on if you drink alcohol and if you eat like shit, like, you're, you know. So I got a scale, a good scale, and I weighed myself every day at the same time in the morning. Because that's how you have to do it. Because if you're weighing yourself at different times a day, like, you can – your weight's going to fluctuate. I weigh, you know, in the morning when I wake up and I go downstairs, if I weigh myself, that's a kind of – in my head, that's like my true weight. But if I – You know, if you eat a big breakfast, then you pound 30 ounces of water, you're going to weigh four pounds more. You know what I mean? You just drink two pounds of water and you have have food in your stomach. So anyways, you got to weigh yourself at the same time. So you get an accurate read if you're actually losing weight or not. Right. So I had this goal to um, weigh myself on my birthday and be under 170. I already got under 170. So I should be under 170 tomorrow because I'm still eating clean and everything. Um, Idea. But this weekend was at Pachanga, actually. I brought my scale with me like a psycho. My wife was like, You brought your scale to the. And I'm like, Yeah, I got this is my life. You know what I mean? I'm a weirdo. I've always been weird. I'm never, never going to be weird. So I brought my scale. And I think like the second day I was there, or something in the morning, I was 168.8. So pumped. Then I was 168.6. Then I was 168.4. And then my father in law last night, of course, basically force fed me some really good tequila. And then he gave me salami and cheese, which is bomb. So. I went up to 169, so tomorrow, we'll see what I am, but I should be under 170 still, because I ate good today, so, and it worked out, so, anyways, my point, this is my point of my whole story, I just went on that whole tangent, my point is, I planned on waking up, you know, my parents, my buddy Sean's in town, and uh, we're gonna go to breakfast, and I was gonna just, you know, it's my birthday, throw back back a beer or two in the morning, you know, just relax, just really enjoy my day, so at like 6 p.m. tonight, I got, two auditions i have two auditions tomorrow for commercials my agent called me i haven't got an audition in like two weeks all of a sudden i have two on my birthday so uh my point is guys i don't think my plans have changed i think i'm going to these auditions tipsy you know what i mean pound a course light before i go into this audition why not you know what i mean you think it's gonna hurt me booking it there's a thing what if i book one of these auditions what if i do do that do 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 what if i do do that what if i do that And then I book both commercials. Do you think that is going to deter me from drinking alcohol (laughs) before auditioning? really hope my commercial agents aren't listening to this. I'm totally joking. I'm not going to the auditions after drinking. Or am I? I'm just kidding. I won't. Or will I? You know what I mean? Or will I? I don't know. I won't. Okay, so we'll see how those auditions go tomorrow. And we'll see what the weigh-in is. Uh... I think that's pretty much it. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. My wife had... I'll say this. I'm Jewish, but my wife had... I love Christmas movies. My wife had the, uh, the Santa Claus on, the original, the first one with Tim Allen. What I always thought that movie was cool. This is a weird way to end, but what a cool movie. What a super cool movie. What a great idea. Your dad becomes Santa Claus. Like I never believed in Santa Claus, but if I did... And then I and my dad became Santa Claus cuz Santa got hurt or fell off my roof and then my dad just becomes Santa Claus and I get to go to with him to the North Pole. That's a great. What a great cool thing, you know? I like all the one thing about all the Christmas movies that's funny, not all of them but a lot of them, there's always somebody who thinks they're Santa and everybody thinks they're a crazy person and then at the end of the movie everybody's like, "It's really Santa." That's the that's every time, right? It's always the case. Um Alright, there is one thing that I wrote down that I want to talk about, but uh, this just shows what a weirdo I am. When I was a kid, I don't even know what I'm talking about this, oh, whatever, I don't even think it makes sense, just how I've always been weird. I mentioned being weird earlier, I've always been weird. I, as a kid, I wanted to poop before I went to school, so in the morning, I would run around my house. I don't know, this, this is such a random pod. Definitely, let me know uh, on social media at Jeff Keith G E O F F K E I T H. You should probably know that if you are listening to this. And then uh, it's on Instagram and Twitter, dude. My Instagram, by the way, fuck, dude. I got. I'm trying so many different ways to like try and do funny stuff, and it's like people that see it seem to really like it, and then it just doesn't blow up. I don't know how to do social media. I talked about that before. Um, so, it's, I'm pre- anyways. Let me know, or you can email me, that's my point, the Jeff Keith Show at gmail.com, it's in the show notes, um, and I'll put Dante's book in the show notes as well, so let me know if this is even remotely, fucking how weird I am, uh, scale of one to ten, how weird am I, there you go, let me know that. Um, so I used to run around my house in the morning when I was a kid, because I want. I thought that would help me poop, I wanted to poop before school, I didn't, I didn't like pooping at school for a long time. And uh, I would also sit on the toilet. Once I learned the national anthem, I would sing the national anthem loud, loudly, I think loudly on the toilet in the morning. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because now that I'm a dad, that is so fucking weird. My dad must have, I mean, my mom, I think moms are more like, oh, like forgiving of everything their kids do. My dad must have been like, what the hell is wrong with my kid? He sits on the toilet and loudly you know recites the national anthem i would sit in the toilet as a little kid and be like oh say can you see i I was doing anything i could to poop so i don't know if it gets more patriotic than that but that's what i did all right and now for the end of my podcast um I want to. I always want to leave you guys with something uh, you know makes you feel good. I left with the inspirational speech. I think I'm going to do that more often. There's a lot of cool inspirational speeches that just makes you feel good. You know, what I mean? it makes me feel good when I hear those things. Denzel Washington's got some really good ones. Some clips online, some videos people have made of him doing speeches. That guy's fucking great. I love Denzel Washington. Um, but i not going to do an inspirational speech tonight. I'm going to play uh, one of my favorite songs from. One of my favorite singers, Mario Lanza. Another thing about how weird I am. Who else do you know who's my age who listens to Mario Lanza? My dad used to have me listen to Mario Lanza when I was a kid in the car. And I'm not in every way, but in certain ways, I'm definitely turning into my dad. Because my dad used to be like, listen, 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 right here. Listen to him open up. He doesn't hold back. Listen to this voice. He doesn't hold back. And I will now say that to Christy while she's like, can we listen to something else? I'm like, hold on. just Listen to this. Have you ever heard anybody... With such a powerful voice, but seriously, Mario Lanza is dope. So, the name of this song, just so you guys know, if you want to look it up yourself, is where is it? Right here. Okay, I'm finding it. Don't want there to be dead time. So here we go. This song is it's a duet that he's doing. What's the? Oh shit! I don't know his name. Libiano Ne Lieti Calici. So I probably pronounced some of that wrong. It's in Italian. Um, but here you go. Enjoy, guys. I hope you enjoy Mario Alonso as much as my dad and I do. Happy birthday to me.
0: Libiamo, libiamo negli eri che la bellezza inchiora, e la fuggeva, fuggeva l'ora sinepria voluta, Libiami anni, dolci premiti che suscita l'amore, poiché quell'occhio al cuore ogni potente va. Libiano, amore, amore fra i calici più caldiva ci avrà. Oh,